Welcome to another episode of Best on the Block. I am Kimberly Morrison of the BMP Brand, a nonprofit marketing agency building the community one brand and business at a time. This particular episode is called What's in a Name? It's the name episode. So let me do a little test here. What if I open this podcast up by saying, welcome to another episode of Best on the Block. I am Mickey Mouse. What feeling would that invoke? What thoughts or images would that invoke? Not anything of seriousness, I'm sure. What if I said, welcome to another episode of Best on the Block. I am Harriet Tubman. A whole opposite imagery probably occurs and flips in your mind. So what is in a name? How are you guys naming your businesses, your brands, and your businesses? How much time are you taking to walk through that process? Most business owners put so much thought into naming their companies that you wonder how any of these funny business names slip through the cracks. But they do slip through the cracks. It's a syndrome where people just looked at it way too many times to be objective in what really makes sense for their business. Did they just need another pair of eyes? Probably. Do they have a serious problem with their sense of humor? <laughs> Absolutely not. They probably just needed another pair of eyes to take a look and see if that business name or that brand name really fit their objectives. Here's a hint, here's a tip. Don't come up with your business name while you're hidden away in a dark corner in your thinking space after a few too many drinks without asking someone their opinion. It really is a process. You should come up with a lot of different possibilities and get a lot of opinions and advice from people you actually trust. You can even use a business name generator. And at the end of the podcast, I'll give you a few names that are online generators. Think about it. You want your business name to resonate with every single one of your potential customers. In the end, it really doesn't matter how you came up with it or that it was a nickname of your pet fish in college. Um, it just really makes a difference if it actually fits your objective and says what you want it to say to your customers. Maybe those funny business names are out there to help us feel better about our own business names. Maybe that's the deal. Or maybe they intended to make us laugh. Either way, they're pretty funny. So I'm going to share a few really interesting business names to you. Now, this particular business name is the name of a law firm and their divorce, law divorce lawyers. And these are real names. Ditcher, Quick, and Hyde. Divorce lawyers. <laughs> well, actually, while it may be funny, it may not be the worst business name for three divorce lawyers. Ditcher, Quick, and Hyde. That, that was pretty clever. Now, this one I'm not sure if I'd want to eat here, but it is a fish and chips and fried chicken restaurant, and it's called The Cod Father. And the logo is actually made in the same font and imagery as The Godfather. Uh, the business gives the saying, you know, it's like their motto is you are swimming with the fishes. I, I can eat fish somewhere else. Now, here's another one. 
It is called So What? S-E-W, what? With a question mark. It is a gifts and stitches store. Mm. We're going to leave that one right there. Now, here's one that's not too bad. It's called Walk and Roll. While a little humorous, it really does fit their objectives. And it's Walk, W-O-K, and Roll. It's an Asian restaurant. It, and I'm sure you knew that when I said Rock and Roll. So not too bad. Now, here is one. <sighs> Gives me pause. It is called Ooh Girl, Who Did Your Hair? Salon. That could be taken one or two ways. It could be, ooh, girl, who did your hair? Or, ooh, girl, who did your hair? It just depends. But do we really want that to be the name of the salon that you go to to get your hair done? Probably not so much. Paranoia. <laughs> it probably made you laugh just like it did me. Hair annoya. Here's another one. It is a chimney sweep company, and it's called Ash Wipe. It definitely got my attention. Not quite sure I want them to come and clean my chimney, however, but Ash Wipe. Here's another one. Manhole adjusting. I mean, you wouldn't know what they did. Not sure if it's the best name. Frisky Business Boutique. Now, I'm going to end on this one because it's quite funny. It is a hair salon, hair and beauty salon. It is called Curl Up and Die. Of course, D-Y-E, play on words but still do not want to go in there to try to get my best do done at the Curl Up and Die Salon. I'd rather go somewhere else. So that's just a look at some real funny names. I'm sure you guys are taking more time, but we're going to give you some tips on how to take the appropriate time and steps to choose the best business or brand name you possibly can to meet your objectives. Now, I'm going to take you through a probably unconventional look at names to pick a business name. We're not going straight to how do you pick a business name. What I'm going to do is take you guys through the normal steps or the recommended steps to pick a baby name. The same care, attention, and care. You know, the same care and attention that you put towards picking the name for your child should be a similar care and attention that you use to pick your name for your business. So we're going to go through what are some of the recommended steps for that process. And I'm sure when you choose a baby name, you're really thinking that you're defining this young person's life for the rest of their life. So you take a whole lot of time. No pressure, right? Um, we talked to some experts and some professionals and parents for their tips on how to pick the perfect baby name with no regrets. And here's some of the steps that they all recommended collectively. And I'm going to rank them in um, number order with one being uh, the least important and the last one to be the more important. Number one is, is the name super popular? Now you might think if the name is super popular, the recommendation is to go ahead and choose it, but it's really not because you do want your child's name to be unique. I'd only heard of a couple of people with my daughter's name, um, according to uh, one of the folks that I polled. 
prior to naming her. Now it feels like her name is everywhere. So the mother's kind of myth because she didn't do the research to see how popular that name was in this particular, you know, time. Um, it's a common complaint. You've never heard the name like Isabella, Aiden, um, until you give it to your baby. And then once you give it to your baby, suddenly it's shooting up the charts. It is the number one name in the country. So you got to do your homework. You can check whether baby names are popular or if they're trending up and down um, with a couple of websites. The first one is called babynamewizard.com and nameberry.com. Most first-time expecting parents don't hang out with, you know, little kids or not, so they don't really know what's popular and what's not and what is being chosen on birth certificates these days. So if you check those, you'll have a better gauge on whether or not the name that you thought was so amazing is going to be the name of everybody in your child's preschool. Number two, will the family learn to love it? That's a tricky one because it takes on a couple of um, things you have to look at. You have to look at your family culturally, um, regionally, um, you know, what names are popular in your family already, or is your family more traditional in naming children, or are they more, are they more um, original? Uh, so you just have to take a look at a lot of different factors. Uh, you may get major pushback if you float ideas out loud, but the real reality is that after that precious baby comes out, no one's really going to care what the name is, right? So you have to select who is that person that means the most to you when it comes to buying on the baby's name. It might be your mom, it might be an aunt, it might be a grandparent. So just check in with those people and you should be fine. And again, I'll say nameberry.com is one of the best places to go and try to see, you know, if that name, one, is, like we said, a number one, is that name really popular? And nameberry, you can actually find some really unique names as well. So you can use that as a resource for number two. Number three, some people just won't get it. And you, you have to be okay with that. If you pick a name that is um, akin to your culture or just a really unique name, you have to be okay with what you've chosen, the pronunciation and the spelling, because everybody may not be okay with it. Now, this is one of those tips that we probably will not take into choosing business names because you want a business name to be clear-cut and concise. But again, we're just going through some steps so that we can make a comparison. Number four, most name associations don't last. When choosing a baby's name, it's not hard to conjure every personal reference from our lives. Um, childhood friend who once insulted us, um, the mean first boss we had, uh, that college girlfriend or boyfriend that broke our hearts. We are so hell-bent sometimes on not naming the child that or not having that association. You have to kind of let those past associations, hurts, and pains go out of the window because no one's going to really care. <laughs> no one's going to remember all of that. Same thing with a business name. No one's going to remember um, personally how it affects you. They're only going to remember whether or not it, you know, it says what it needs to say when it comes to your goals and objectives of your business. Okay. Uh, lastly, please do not lean on pop culture to name your child or anything because pop culture changes every single day. Now, if your first cousin twice removed is named Drake, 
and you've always loved that name from the time you were, I don't know, 10, 12. So when you had your son, you named your son Drake. That has a different connotation than you just like, you know, Drake the, the music artist. Very different. So be careful when you're picking names that might be associated with pop culture. Again, it changes so much that it doesn't really resonate well for your child or business to pick pop culture as a way to have a naming culture. The last thing to remember, the name you pick, whatever it is, is never going to be perfect to everybody. So take those steps when you're naming a child, what the experts recommend is take those steps to name the child how the love resonates in your heart as opposed to what you believe sounds good, what that person likes, what this person likes, whatever, however love manifests in your heart out verbally, that most likely would be the best name for your child. So with that said, we're going to flip a little bit and then go to what experts state about naming businesses. Now, please do not, here's a key, why we have to think about brands. Because a lot of times people have a great idea for a business, but they don't necessarily have a great name or brand that resonates. So oftentimes, and I see it all the time, I see business plans or marketing plans that, said, that say newcompany.com or new company, period. Or in the name, it says TBD. Do not ever, 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 ever present a business plan, even if you're presenting it to, you know, your wife, even if you're presenting it to a coworker that you're just trying to get advice from or buy-in from or just feedback. Make sure before you put that business idea in the world that there is a strong or at least connected name attached to it. Hence why we're going through this, this exercise. Right or wrong, the name you choose or don't choose speaks volumes about your business savvy and understanding of the world you're about to enter. Here are some key things that when I'm looking at a business plan that I look for in a name. First, unique and unforgettable. In the trade, this is called stickiness. Does it stick with you? Does it have stick-to-itiveness? But the issue with stick-to-itiveness turns out to be kind of, well, <laughs> sticky. Every company wants a name that stands out from the crowd, a catchy handle that will remain fresh and memorable over time. That's a challenge because naming trends change. Often year by year, making timeless names is hard to find. So remember the dot-coms, remember all of those, how many, and it depends on your age, really. I'm 50. So when I was probably in my 30s, there were a thousand dot-coms that just came up and popped up. All those names, I guarantee you probably don't remember half of them, if you remember a third. So you got to be really careful whether or not your name is unique and unforgettable, where people will actually remember 
your name, and it stands out from a crowd. Avoid unusual spellings. Humans are humans. We're real simplistic. So while when we're ideating about a name, we might want to, you know, replace the C with the K. We might want to um, replace the I with an exclamation point or something really cute and fun like that. But unusual spellings can be hard to process and resonate when someone's really just trying to think about your product or your service. When creating a name, stay with words that can easily be spelled by customers. Some startup founders try unusual word spellings to make their business stand out. Like I mentioned before, you know, um, substituting a vowel with maybe a symbol or a picture or an image or emoji. And um, this can really be trouble with customers. Google your business to find you or try to refer you to others. Just think about it. If people were Googling you, how would they do that if you've flipped the spelling so much where it's not recognizable or not easily remembered? Stay with traditional word spellings and avoid these catchy words that you love to explain at cocktail parties. You shouldn't really have to go through a whole lot to explain your business, or at least explain the name. You shouldn't have to. Easy to pronounce and easy to remember. This is on the same line. Forget made-up words and nonsensical phrases. Make your business name one that customers can pronounce and remember easily. Skip the acronyms, which means nothing to most people. Now, I say that to say I have an acronym, but it means everything. It is very simple. It's BMP brand. The brand solidifies it. So whatever you thought BMP was, you understand that this is about branding. And, and just to let you know, BMP are my mother's um, initials. And it is a nonprofit, so it's named after her. So while I may have to go in to explain that part, I really don't have to explain what we do because the brand resonates. You want to make sure when choosing an identity for a company or product, make it simple and straightforward. And um, simple styles tend to resonate and they have longevity. And they cost less to brand. <laughs> when you're Branding and your imagery is simple. It really costs less because you don't have to have like a, a real long, extensive tagline to try to explain. It pretty much says what it needs to say. Make some sense. Occasionally, business owners will choose names that are nonsense words. And we've talked about this again in the first couple of points we were making. Quirky words like um, Yahoo, Google, or Fog Dog. Are trademark proof names connect, so they connect with, but they have a long history. Novartis or Lycos, those things are a big risk. Novartis lasts because the products precede the name. Same thing with Yahoo and Google. The Yahoo services precedes the name. Google, you know what they do before the name. Nike, same thing. What they produce preceded the name. Those who founded Nike were making amazing and um, great footwear and apparel for, for um, athletes before anyone knew the name, right? 
So you just have to think of that. If you have this amazing cupcake, if you are the cupcake baker of the world, people are going to remember the cupcake before the name. So 10 times out of 10, the name probably won't. It, it will be okay if it's a bit quirky. But think about that because the average business owner who's listening to me are not specialty business owners. We are folks who are in the business of serving or telling our stories. And with those types of brands, work hard to make sure that your messaging and your names are clear and concise. Make sure your name is available. Now, this is key. Once you get to a name that you believe meets your objectives, do research to make sure that it's not taken so you don't get so caught up in it, get your logo made, get everybody hyped up, and it's sold. It's been trademarked, it's been you know locked up, and you can't touch it. So what you need to do is go to um, uh, the state incorporation site and check to see if your name or the name you like is available and open. Also, go and um, check to see if domain names with your name have been purchased or are available, because that's really key. In this day and age, you cannot have a viable business without a website. So make sure that you're checking two places, your state incorporation, the state incorporation site in your state, and, um, you know, also then check to see if the domain name, and you can do, go to domain.com, go to make sure that your name or the name you'd like to have for your business, the domain name is actually available for purchase. All right. Don't box yourself in. Avoid picking names that don't allow your business to move around and grow, especially if you're um, selling products, if you have a product line. You don't want to pigeonhole yourself if you're a retail provider by saying, unless good people and those who are becoming best on the block or you're already best on the block, if you are a retailer who you know in the stretch and span of your business life you're only going to sell jeans, great. Call yourself the jean company. If you know denim is going to be the way you're going to move forward, period, or that's going to be completely the core, great. But make sure you're taking those thoughts into consideration before you just choose a name that puts you into a box or to a category. The last thing, good people, is sample potential customers. If you are a public speaker, contact not other public speakers, but poll those who go to speaking engagements. Poll the community, those who actually take time to go to different events and have an opinion, a thought, and feedback on um, speakers. Contact the Speakers Bureau, because 10 times out of 10, most Speakers Bureaus are going to have um, someone who is a consultant that makes sure that speakers that come on board fit a particular mold or actually are viable and marketable. So check with those folks to see if, you know, what you're thinking about works. Whatever business you're trying to go into, talk to the experts. Talk to those who are doing what you want to do. 
and poll them and see if the name that you're thinking of, one, they might say, you know, I've heard that a thousand times. Maybe, you know, think of something else. Or it might put a light bulb on top of their head where they say, you know what, that's it. That, that resonates. That is hot. And as soon as they say it's hot, you better go trademark that puppy and go get your domain name. Because if you think it's hot, somebody else is going to think it's hot as well. All right? So this episode, like I stated, is mainly about picking the right name. The same care, energy, and love that you have chosen to, you know, if you're a parent, that you would believe you would take to pick your children's names exude that same energy, love, and care in choosing a business name because it is like a child. It is like, you know, something you're birthing. So make sure you take that care, right? Now, if you need help to choose catchy or impactful business names, there are some sites that can really help you out. So Shopify. If you go on Shopify, they have a business name generator. So check them out. Um, name licks, and that is N-A-N-A-M-E-L-I-X. They are another naming site that can help you out. Wordroid, great site. And I'm trying to increase the font on what I'm looking at, people because I am older and a little blind and can't see. There we go. All right, Wordoid. Wordoid is spelled W-O-R-D-O-I-D, Wordoid. Great tool for generating business names. Here's another one, dot O matter, D-O-T hyphen O hyphen M-A-T-O-R. Number six is name station. That's a little bit simpler than what some of the other ones I've given you earlier. Next one is called domain hole. And it's just domain, D-O-M-A-I-N. Hold is spelled H-O-L-E. Just domain hole. Last but not least, another naming site or business name generator is Bust a Name. B-U-S-T-A-N-A-M-E. So there you have it. Just some small tips and tools about choosing names for your business or your brand. Make sure you're taking the same care and love that you may put into choosing a name for your child. If you want more information on this and anything else about becoming best on the block or building your best brand, log on to www.bmpbrand.com and reach out to me. I am on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The tidbits that we always want you to remember is, are you marketing your service, your product, or your story? And that your brand lies somewhere in the middle of how you make them feel, what you say, and what you do. Again, this is Best on the Block, Kimberly Morrison, your personal brand and business coach, and thanks for joining me.